Hi everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. Welcome back to God's Plan, Your Part. Today we are back into 1 Samuel. We were in the Psalms for a little bit because that's when David wrote those Psalms. Today we're jumping back into 1 Samuel, looking at 25 to 27. We get this sad little one-line verse that is Samuel dies. And then we... It starts out that way. Now Samuel died. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Boom. Gone. Uh, (laughs) Seems odd. Then we jump into David planning to kill Nabal because Nabal was not nice to him. Who is... I mean, like, who is Nabal? Nabal's just (laughs) a random guy. Apparently, David has been protecting his shepherds uh, while they're out in the field. You know, we're, we're reading these stories pretty quickly. Uh, but time does elapse between them. So it seems like David has been protecting Nabal's, like, sizable... Um, I feel like I just kind of missed it, though. Like, he's just, like, this rando dude that just yeah. shows up. He's a he's a random dude. You get the feeling from the text, I got the feeling from the text, that he is loyal to Saul. Um, because Nabal actually says, like, who are you? Like, mm-hmm. er- everybody's, everybody's coming out from under the authority over them these days. Who are you? Some son of Jesse. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. Yeah. Because Saul uses that same language, like, who are you, some son of Jesse? So Mm -hmm. it seems like that was like a common insult to hurl towards David. But I I find this whole story very bizarre, to be honest. It is. He like, he gets drunk. He's like... Nabal gets drunk. Correct. He says he's like this foolish, boorish (laughs) person. Uh, Like, he's just like really crude. Apparently his wife is beautiful, of course. Um, and smart. And like, I mean, she saves like the whole estate. Right. So Nabal decides like, nope, you're not coming in here. I don't know who you are. See you later. Goes off, gets drunk, does his thing. Meanwhile, wife is like, don't do this. Yeah. And don't she, do this. she makes an incredible amount of raisins and breads and like, <laughs> she sounds like an army of Fig food. cakes. Uh, meanwhile, David is just plotting to kill everybody. Yeah. So he was ready to go in and just like take him over. Uh, and she comes out and just like, no, 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 don't do that. Like, take this. Make sure that you don't, basically, like, don't kill and, like, basically, like, stain yourselves. Well, what David is planning to do is radically sinful and foolish. Like, he's just, he's just mad. It seems like, it seems like David could have talked to him ahead of time. Like, hey, I'm mm-hmm. going to take care of your people. Um, so David is about to do something radically stupid. And he actually makes a vow to the Lord committing to do something radically stupid that is actually murdering all these people. And Abigail comes out and saves everyone. Abigail is the only good guy in the whole story, it seems like. Yeah, what's interesting because I was like, wait, that's such a weird correlation because usually we're like, we hear these stories about like war on behalf of God's people. But this actually says in our footnotes in this chapter, verses 23 to 20, or excuse me, 23 to 31, Abigail warns David not to shed innocent blood. It would not be good for the future King to have killed fellow Israelites. He must let God remove his enemies. Um, So hence the uh, important word there, innocent blood. Whereas in the past, these have all been people that have completely turned their backs on God. Under judgment from God. Right. Right. This is just, I think, I think, some of this warring and killing is going to David's head. Mm-hmm. And he just looks incredibly ridiculous in the story, I think. Um, what's interesting is that his questionable decisions continue um, because he does take Abigail as his wife. And... and we find out that he has taken another woman as his wife. And we remember that he already has a wife. 
So Who apparently just gets to get past to somebody yeah, else. Yeah, Saul anyway. just like, gave her away to somebody else, but Aye. she'll be back. She'll be back in the story. So at this point, David has three wives, and that is forbidden uh, by God for Israel's future kings. So this is already a little bit odd. Strike one, two, three. Mm, there's a couple <laughs> oh, whatever. But Abigail arises as very wise, very discerning, and she does save the lives of many people. Uh, Nabal ends up coming coming under God's judgment. It seems like he has like a stroke or a heart attack or something and dies 10 days after this health event. Um, His heart died within him. Yeah, but then he remained alive for 10 more days. So it's interesting. And so that kind of closes out that story. And we jump quickly into a story about David sparing Saul again. Uh, I think that's really crazy because, uh, first of all, they come down well first of all Saul learns to like learns about where David is and he like takes all these men I'm assuming to probably just go and like try to oh, get yeah. rid of him finally yeah. um but they fall asleep in the middle of the night uh and apparently went under like a deep sleep that was of the Lord like so weird it's so funny because this is the second time that Saul is with his army and David uh-huh. just like walks right well, yeah, in that's what was so crazy because he's like he walks up Goes into where, like, Saul is completely surrounded by yeah. his army and just walks right in. So, like, as I'm reading this, I'm like, what the heck? This is so stupid. Like, that's not real. Like, you can't just walk up on somebody. But then it literally says, like, the Lord, like, put them under a deep sleep so that David could could go here. But what's yeah. so crazy is um, David and, oh, my word, what's the other guy's name? I just totally lost it. David and Abishai, they go down into the camp. And there's a spear at Saul's head. Like, it's just, like, completely there. He's very vulnerable. He's, like, keeping it there. Yep. He's, like, in a very vulnerable spot, like, totally asleep, not knowing that David's there at all. So David has this moment where he can just, like, get rid of him forever. Um, And Abishai Mm -hmm. is just like, hey, take your moment. Like, I'll do it for you. And David's like, nope, I can't do that because of, like, he is the Lord's anointed. And I've basically vowed to not blemish or take away the lord's anointed yeah. like that's for the lord to handle not he me. refuses to come against saul this is the second time so that he has crazy. an opportunity and he refuses to do it so this this lord's anointed idea is basically david refuses to come against saul and take his life because god has chosen him to be in power well ultimately it wouldn't like make any sense because he's actually doing exactly what saul is trying to do to him so yeah. it wouldn't like there's no right about it so part of the the heart of David is in line with serving the Lord because mm-hmm. he refuses to do things to for selfish gain. This is a concept that has kind of been lifted out of scripture and applied in goofy ways. I know. Anointed seems like such a crazy, like, intense word. And to just throw it around or, like, slap it on anybody is like, uh, I don't know about that. Yeah, I mean, you'll you'll see different, uh, different pastors in different congregations feeling like, the pastor is the Lord's anointed and you can't say anything against them. It, it a lot of times seems really unhealthy to me. Um, but I don't know. Like, I, I don't know enough about it. I'm trying to learn a little bit more about it. Uh, it seems like in, in, in scripture, like this is applying specifically to Saul as the one that God chose to be king to David as the one God mm-hmm. chose to be king. Um, I, I just, I don't get super comfortable with people that want to use this as a reason to control people or mm-hmm. manipulate people. Um, if you, if you're under somebody who is uh, teaching wrong things, and calling themselves the Lord, 
It's annoying. It's a little bit weird. <laughs> it's a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Anyway, so then after that, Saul, like, he wakes up when David runs off and says, hey, by the way, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he, like, Saul promises to do that. They go home, and David flees to the Philistines in chapter 27, basically to keep that, I guess, that promise yeah, solid. If, if David's <laughs> hiding in philistine territory saul can't go get him as easily he can't just march into philistine territory which is also pretty crazy too the fact that david can stay there and not be taken over by the philistines it doesn't even make sense that they're like allowing him to live and the the wording in chapter 27 is a little bit confusing so just to make sure you understand david is hiding in philistine territory with an army Uh, he's living in the city of ziklag the author says that the the Israelites still run Ziklag to this day. It's what it says in the text. Um, but David is hiding there and then killing Philistine settlements and then coming back and reporting <laughs> to the king that he has been killing Israelite Israelites, settlements. Yeah. So David is lying about what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He is continuing his conquest against the Philistines. Um, and there's there's just a lot of deception. And I think what I'm starting to see that I maybe haven't seen before reading over this is that there is like a thread of deception that is just in David. Mm-hmm. And he he lies a lot. Now, here he's continuing God's judgment against the Philistines. Um, so here he's lying to continue, I guess, serving the Lord. Um, but we've seen Yikes. him lying in really <laughs> negative ways mm-hmm. in the past. It's it's odd. The, the entire reading for today is odd. So I guess a, a, a clear, your part, I guess, it might be a little bit of a stretch, uh, but Abigail is quick to advocate for the lives of people that are in danger. And she does it with wisdom and tact. Um, and Abigail comes out of the story as a, as a real hero for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think think through ways that you can be interceding on behalf of other people, uh, upholding the case of other people and caring for other people. I think that is what the Lord wants us to do. Mm-hmm. So we'll be back again tomorrow with more Psalms. We'll see you then. Thanks so much for listening to our take today. Before we get into the reading, if we could just ask you one thing, uh, if you've been enjoying the podcast, if you could subscribe to us and then leave a rating and review, we'd love to hear from you. And every rating we get helps us reach more people. Ultimately, we're just trying to reach people with the truth of God's word and your review will help us do that. So thanks so much for being invested in the podcast. Here's the reading for today. First Samuel 25. Now Samuel died. And all Israel assembled and mourned for him, and they buried him in his house at Ramah. Then David rose and went down to the wilderness of Paran. And there was a man in Maon whose business was in Carmel. The man was very rich. He had 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats. He was shearing his sheep in Carmel. Now the name of the man was Nabal, and the name of his wife, Abigail. The woman was discerning and beautiful, but the man was harsh and badly behaved. He was a Calebite. David heard in the wilderness that Nabal was shearing his sheep. So David sent ten young men. And David said to the young men, Go up to Carmel and go to Nabal and greet him in my name. And thus you shall greet him. Peace be to you and peace be to your house. And peace be to all that you have. I hear that you have shearers. Now your shepherds have been with us and we did them no harm. And they missed nothing all the time they were in Carmel. Ask your young men and they will tell you. Therefore, let my young men find favor in your eyes, for we have come on a feast day. Please give whatever you have at hand to your servants and to your son David. When David's young men came, they did all this to Nabal in the name of David, and they waited. And Nabal answered David's servants, Who is David? Who is the son of Jesse? 
There are many servants these days who are breaking away from their masters. Shall I take my bread and my water and my meat that I have killed for my shearers and give it to men who come from where I do not know? So David's young men turned away and came back and told him all this. And David said to his men, Every man strap on his sword. And every man of them strapped on his sword. David also strapped on his sword. And about 400 men went up after David, while 200 remained with the baggage. But one of the young men told Abigail, Nabal's wife, Behold, David sent messengers out of the wilderness to greet our master, and he railed at them. Yet the men were very good to us, and we suffered no harm, and we did not miss anything when we were in the fields as long as we went with them. They were a wall to us both by day and by night, all the while we were with them keeping the sheep. Now therefore know this and consider what you should do, for harm is determined against our master and against our house, and he is such a worthless man that one cannot speak to him. Then Abigail made haste and took two hundred loaves and two skins of wine and five sheep already prepared and five seahs of parched grain and a hundred clusters of raisins and two hundred cakes of figs and laid them on donkeys. And she said to her young men, Go on before me. Behold, I come after you. But she did not tell her husband Nabal. And as she rode on the donkey and came down under cover of the mountain, behold, David and his men came down toward her and she met them. Now David had said, Surely in vain have I guarded all this fellow has in the wilderness, so that nothing was missed of all that belonged to him, and he has returned me evil for good. God do so to the enemies of David, and more also, if by morning I leave so much as one male of all who belong to him. When Abigail saw David, she hurried and got down from the donkey and fell before David on her face and bowed to the ground. She fell at his feet and said, On me alone, my lord, be the guilt. Please let your servant speak in your ears, and hear the words of your servant. Let not my lord regard this worthless fellow Nabal, for as his name is, so is he. Nabal is his name, and folly is with him. But I, your servant, did not see the young men of my lord whom you sent. Now then, my lord, as the lord lives, as your soul lives, because the lord has restrained you from blood guilt, and from saying with your own hand, Now then, let your enemies and those who seek to do evil to my lord be as Nabal. And now let this present that your servant has brought to my lord be given to the young men who follow my lord. Please forgive the trespass of your servant, for the lord will certainly make my lord a sure house, because my lord is fighting the battles of the lord, and evil shall not be found in you so long as you live. If men rise up to pursue you and seek your life, the life of my Lord shall be bound in the bundle of the living in the care of the Lord your God. And the lives of your enemies he shall sling out from as a hollow of a sling. And when the Lord has done to my Lord according to all the good he has spoken concerning you and has appointed you prince over Israel, my Lord shall have no cause of grief or pangs of conscience for having shed blood without cause or my Lord working salvation himself. And when the Lord has dealt with my Lord, then remember your servant. And David said to Abigail, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who sent you this day to meet me. Blessed be your discretion, and blessed be you, who have kept me this day from blood guilt and from working salvation with my own hand. For as surely as the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, who has restrained me from hurting you, unless you had hurried and come to meet me, truly by morning there had not been left to Nabal so much as one male. Then David received from her hand what she had brought to him. And he said to her, Go up in peace to your house. See, I have obeyed your voice, and I have granted your petition. And Abigail came to Nabal, and behold, 
he was holding a feast in his house, like the feast of a king. And Nabal's heart was merry within him, for he was very drunk. So she told him nothing at all until the morning light. In the morning, when the wine had gone out of Nabal, his wife told him these things, and his heart died within him, and he became as a stone. And about ten days later, the Lord struck Nabal, and he died. When David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, Blessed be the Lord who has avenged the insult I received at the hand of Nabal, and has kept back his servant from wrongdoing. The Lord has returned the evil of Nabal on his own head. Then David sent and spoke to Abigail to take her as his wife. When the servants of David came to Abigail at Carmel, they said to her, David has sent us to take you to him as his wife. And she rose and bowed her face to the ground and said, Behold, your handmaid is a servant to wash the feet of the servants of my Lord. And Abigail hurried and rose and mounted a donkey, and her five young women attended her. She followed the messengers of David and became his wife. David also took Ahanum of Jezreel, and both of them became his wives. Saul had given Michael his daughter, David's wife, to Palti the son of Laish, who was of Galim. Then the Ziphites came to Saul at Gibeah, saying, Is not Saul holding himself on the hill of Halkalah, which is in the east of Jeshimon? So Saul arose and went down to the wilderness of Ziph, with three thousand chosen men of Israel to seek David in the wilderness of Ziph. And Saul encamped in the hill of Hakilah, which is beside the road on the east of Jeshimon. But David remained in the wilderness. When he saw that Saul came after him in the wilderness, David sent out spies and learned that Saul had indeed come. Then David rose and came to the place where Saul had encamped. And David saw the place where Saul lay with Abner, the son of Ner, the commander of his army. Saul was lying within the encampment while the army was encamped around him. Then David said to Ahimelech the Hittite, and to Joab's brother Abishai the son of Zuriah, Who will go down with me into the camp of Saul? And Abishai said, I will go down with you. So David and Abishai went to the army by night, and there lay Saul sleeping within the encampment, with his spear stuck in the ground at his head, and Abner and the army lay around him. Then Abishai said to David, God has given your enemy into your hand this day. Now please let the let me pin him to the earth with one strike of the spear, and I will not strike him twice. But David said to Abishai, Do not destroy him, for who can put his hand against the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? And David said, As the Lord lives, the Lord will strike him, or his day will come to die or he will go down into battle and perish. The Lord forbid that I should put out my hand against the Lord's anointed. But take now the spear that is at his head and the jar of water and let us go. So David took the spear and the jar of water from Saul's head and they went away. No man saw it or knew it, nor did any awake, for they were all asleep, because a deep sleep from the Lord had fallen upon them. Then David went over to the other side and stood far off on the top of the hill, with a great space between them. And David called to the army, and to Abner, the son of Ner, saying, Will you not answer, Abner? Then Abner answered, Who are you who calls to the king? And David said to Abner, Are you not a man? Who is like you in Israel? Why then have you not kept watch over the Lord your king? For one of the people came in to destroy the king of your lord. 
This thing that you have done is not good. As the Lord lives, you deserve to die because you have not kept watch over your Lord, the Lord's anointed. And now see where your king's spear is and the jar of water that was at his head. Saul recognized David's voice and said, Is this your voice, my son David? And David said, It is my voice, my lord, O king. And he said, Why does my lord pursue after his servant? For what have I done? What evil is on my hands? Now therefore let my lord the king hear the words of his servant. If it is the lord who has stirred you up against me, may he accept an offering. But if it is men, may they be cursed before the Lord, for they have driven me out this day that I should have no share in the heritage of the Lord, saying, Go serve other gods. Now therefore, let not my blood fall to the earth away from the presence of the Lord, for the king of Israel has come out to seek a single flea like one who hunts a partridge in the mountains. Then Saul said, I have sinned. Return, my son David, for I will no more do you harm because life was precious in your eyes this day. Behold, I have acted foolishly and have made a great mistake. And David answered and said, Here is the spear, O king. Let one of your men come over and take it. The Lord rewards every man for his righteousness and his faithfulness, for the Lord gave you into my hand today, and I would not put my hand out against the Lord's anointed. Behold, as your life was precious this day in my sight, so may the life be precious in the sight of the Lord, and may he deliver me out of all tribulation. Then Saul said to David, Blessed be you, my son David. You will do many things and will succeed in them. So David went his way, and Saul returned to his place. Then David said in his heart, Now I shall perish one day by the hand of Saul. There is nothing better for me than that I should escape to the land of the Philistines. Then Saul will despair of seeking me any longer with the borders of Israel, and I shall escape out of his hand. So David arose and went over, he and six hundred men who were with him, to Actish the son of Moak, king of Gath. And David lived with Achish in, at Gath, he and his men, every man with his household, and David with his two wives, Ahinoam of Jezreel and Abigail of Carmel, Nabal's widow. And when it was told Saul that David had fled to Gath, he no longer sought him. Then David said to Achish, If I have found favor in your eyes, let a place be given me in one of the country towns that I may dwell there. For why should your servant dwell in the royal city with you? So that day Achish gave him Ziklag. Therefore Ziklag has belonged to the kings of Judah to this day. And the number of the days that... David lived in the country of the Philistines was a year and four months. Now David and his men went up and made raids against the Geshurites, the Gizrites, and the Amalekites, for those were the inhabitants of the land from the, of old, as far as Shur to the land of Egypt. And David would strike the land and would leave neither man nor woman alive, but would take away the sheep the oxen, the donkeys, the camels, and the garments, and come back to Achish. When Achish asked, Where have you made a raid today? David would say, Against the Negeb of Judah, or against the Negeb of the Jerahamilites, or against the Negeb of the Kenites. And David would leave neither man nor woman alive to bring news to Gath, thinking, Lest they should tell about us and say, So David has done. Such was his custom, 
all the while he lived in the country of the Philistines. And Achish trusted David, thinking, He has made himself an utter stench to his people Israel. Therefore, he shall always be my servant. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.